0: Stacey, band that changed your life.
1: U2. You Shocker. I think U2 is the first band that I ever listened to that, like, saying about political things. And I didn't know you were allowed to do that. I was young, like, maybe seven or eight. And I watched the documentary. Maybe I was older than that. I don't know. What's the name of that documentary? Battle um, and Hum. How to
2: Dismantle an Atomic Bomb.
1: Nope. Oh, I should say I like U2 pre-Bono's like weird yellow glasses, so like '80s U2, nothing.
0: Not 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 pop or Zoo or Zoo. What is it? Not Zouropa. Here. Zouropa, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, U2, but all the stuff. There's
0: some like good that. stuff in those albums,
1: though.
2: There
3: really is.
1: Yeah, but I, I like
3: know.
2: how to dismantle an atomic bomb.
0: Well, that and that came at like that's kind of post Zouropa. That's where they kind of got back to like it
2: was like two thousand four. Let's be normal. Yeah,
0: there was a point where they where they like embraced uh, almost like techno pop kind was, of kind of a sound, and it was different. But there
1: was some there was some good stuff in there. I don't it's, know. You can't
2: put Bono in a box. You can't contain him. I, mm-hmm. no that's illegal you can't do that
1: I try but I really like the the super old stuff that's really awkward like I don't know I'd rather listen to the really awkward them trying to figure out their sound and who they are to the like newer stuff I don't know but it was because of all the like political stuff and that they had this like stance and I remember watching Rattle and Hum and then talking about what was going on in Ireland and thinking like oh like, you could change the whole world with this stuff. It was, like, the first time my little baby brain ever thought that. Like, you I really know? remember, like, listening to you two and going, like, I could change the world. Like, watching rain fall out of the window while I was being, like, a four.
2: <laughs> a four? Oh. A, 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 no. a four. A four. Yeah. While I was being a four. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm pretty sure I've tried to convince Sean like every single time I preached I try to convince Sean to do a U2 song <laughs> I think every happy,
3: time. happy to do it
1: yeah I think you did almost every time too
3: pretty much
2: Bono sang with Pavarotti one time so there's that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know if anybody Oh, Sean's <laughs> gone. <laughs> gone again I don't know if anybody can hate you too, or I, I I don't know. I don't understand people who hate them. I think they're, I think they're one of those impossible bands to hate. All right. Trey band that changed your Uh, life.
2: Sean touched on it already. Um, so I was trying to think of this like transcendental moment in my life where I heard music and it just like, I transformed instantaneously upon hearing, you know, the opening chord of, uh, it's been a hard day's night or something like that. You know, it's you know, just this like, transcendental moment or, or anything like that. Um, uh, but I started thinking more about it and I realized uh, I grew up in a family where Elvis was beloved and cherished uh, and we knew all his music, but simultaneously while we were, we were, they were worshiping really worshiping Elvis and his music. We always listened to little Richard. And I always loved Little Richard's music, uh, but I knew little to nothing about Little Richard. And throughout the course of my life, as I I got older and I listened to it more and I started to listen to Chuck Berry and getting more and more into it and learning more about them, I always knew Elvis as the king of rock and roll. And in my lily white conservative world, Elvis was rock and roll. He, He was it. He was the basis of it he was the king of it. Um, and the more I learned about little Richard and the more I realized, you know, he's one of the founders of it. He's the architect of rock and roll so much music that we love and appreciate. And really, I mean, not to, again, this is not the Beatles podcast, but to take it back to so much of the influence that little Richard's music had on Paul McCartney, you know, he, he's openly talked about his love and admiration for Little Richard. The more I realized, um, and again, transformative through life transitional, I realize how much little Richard has have had an effect on my life um both in my respect and understanding of rock and roll of his impact on it, both creating it, setting the foundation for it, his influence on other people, but also just my perspective of how he's changed um how have you the danger and um potential for appropriation and things like that you know it's like i said elvis was rock and roll to me in the way i grew up and to realize that elvis wasn't rock and roll elvis was stealing rock and roll um uh, i would say that because of that i don't know if there's anyone who's had a more profound effect uh on my view on music on the roots of rock and roll and how it is and and rockabilly and and just soul and jazz and you know it's it's crazy to me to think about all of the music I listened to of his growing up. Um, I mean, there was a time in my childhood where Tutti Fruity" was my absolute favorite song. I always wanted it played. I constantly requested it. And I just knew it was Little Richard yeah, or Tutti uh, Fruity." And there was, I can't, I, for the life of me, I couldn't remember it, but there's like a movie he was in that little Richard was in where he plays this, like, you know, basically it, Almost a caricature of himself, it's larger than life character uh, that sings a lot of his own music, but that it's it's he, the way he shaped uh, rock and roll, the way he he laid so much of the framework for it, and how, in retrospect, throughout the course of my life, learning more about him and how it has has led me down paths to to learn more about the origins of that style of music. Um, and how it's affected my my views and my sensitivities on musical appropriation i never thought of uh, being a musician i never thought of of music as something that could be appropriated i thought it was transcendental i thought it was comp- complimentary um that when you you do another culture's music you're you're lending a voice to it you're not stealing it uh and i do still believe you can do that but clearly that was not the case in this in this elvis worship world uh and i i little richard little richard changed my life and a lot of my views of music and and how we use it so
0: well said it's weird to it's weird to it's weird that we live in a country where uh art can be appropriated uh Mostly because we can make music or we can make money off of music. And so I think that's a lot to do with it in terms of why art is so ripe to be to be appropriated and different cultures are are uh, able to be appropriated in this country. But yeah, that's a good answer.
2: Well, and it's a sensitive topic with with um, choral music. Uh, there if you have an all-white choir, there's a bit of a hesitation of, well, can I, can I do African-American spirituals and gospels and should we, and there's a whole school of thought. And Andre Thomas is a, um, he's retired now, but he was the choral director at Florida state for a long time. And uh, he's a, a a black choral musician, black uh, uh, director that does a lot of stuff on African-American spirituals and gospels. And he basically says, yes, you can. It's, it's, and even that in the performance practice of it, that you should pronounce, the, um, you know, a, a shortened words, you know, in that great get in a morning as opposed to in that. He says to say in that is disrespectful to the, the, the history and, and the culture of it. And he says, but, you know, it's, if, if an all white choir does it, it's fine. It's, it's not appropriation at that point. What would be appropriation is to take in that great get in a morning and say, it's mine. This is, this is my music, which is what Elvis did. Elvis Elvis took um, rock and roll and said this is mine. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, literature.
0: Okay, band that changed my life. Um I I've learned that I uh when it comes to music I'm very I think I'm a lot more cerebral than other people in terms of like I think I think like most people when they think of music they think of like um the melody and, and hooks and like all that kind of stuff, which of course I love that kind of stuff. But I also think that I put a lot of, um, a, a lot of uh, emphasis on things like Josh Ritter, uh, where I, there's just a lot of substance to the lyrics and the ideas and the things in the music. Uh, so uh, I'm going to say band that changed my life is a, is a music artist. And I'm going to say Derek Webb. Uh, because at a time, uh, in, in college, when I started to kind of rethink a lot of my own embedded theology that I kind of grew up with and, uh, started to kind of change my own perception and look for my own faith and look for my own way of, uh, seeing God and seeing how God acts in the world. Um, I think the two main, um, uh, people who influenced me at that time would be Brian McLaren, uh, and his, his work, um, as an author, and then also Derek Webb and his music and, and both, both kind of giving me, uh, the, the okay of, of just like, it is okay to have these questions. It is okay to have these doubts and also even better, Uh, there might be better answers than the ones that you've been given your whole life. So um, that in a lot of ways is how I kind of think of Derek Webb's music changing my life, helping me to look at things within Christian subculture uh, and things outside of Christian subculture and kind of see it in a different and new way. And I, and he also is one of those guys where his lyrics, a lot of time, uh, a lot of times are just, they're just spot on in terms of their um, articulation of faith and articulation of uh, how that faith can be both damaging and life giving. So, Derek Webb.
2: In terms of it's, it gets a lot of uh, attention for its shock value, uh, but really one of the most profound lyrics uh, that's ever affected me is i am a whore i do confess i put you on just like a wedding dress and a lot of people just focus on the fact that oh he says a whore oh. but it's it's like a profoundly shocking and true sentiment yeah uh it's, yeah
0: yeah Fair and place. he was and he would get in a lot of trouble at times for ridiculous things uh where i mean when i first heard wedding dress uh like i cried and I and I don't even I'm not even sure if I like. I know that he he wouldn't um, he has said as much, but like uh, I don't know if I even like uh, think of things in that way anymore um, in terms of you know, uh, am I a piece of crap who like, has to put on you know, uh, but but at the same time at that time though. Um, for me like that, that I was just like that's you're not pulling any punches this isn't supposed to be mm-hmm. um, e- easily digestible and I and I think a lot of what CCM did was hey how can we make Christianity as easily digestible as possible uh, to now where that's what people think Christianity is they think it's this very easily digestible thing where we can just you know, say these catchphrases and catch words and then we're done. And that's what Christianity is. So I think his, his way of like attacking that and subverting that was very important uh, for me.
3: I have a, uh, my, mine's not nearly as, as deep as y'all's. So bear with me, but uh, mine's just uh, smashing pumpkins. Um, there was a period of time in my life where, where they, they were kind of my introduction to um and just a completely new genre of music. And and then that opened the door to Oasis and the Verve and all sorts of kind of really, um, just alternative, um, kind of music. And,
0: uh, I love the Verve. um,
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and so, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins opened the door. I remember when I, my first album that I bought from them, I actually got it for Christmas one year was Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. And, uh, and uh, tonight, tonight was um, like kind of that. That music video actually on MTV um, was what really kind of was like. All right, I need, I need this. And so, um, so yeah, Smashing Pumpkins completely changed my perspective of music and and what I what I appreciated and what I enjoyed listening to. Um, and uh, there's nothing else there.
0: Well, because at the time, weren't you listening to very different kinds of music?
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, that came pretty soon after that kind of rebellious country phase that I was talking about. I mean, um, and I mean, living in Hamilton, Texas, you know, you, you hear a lot of country or um, pop, you know, um, the pop station, the top 40 station that played out of Waco. And so that's what everybody was listening to. And, and so, and it, in and of itself it was a little rebellious um just in 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 uh and what everybody else was listening to and so i listened to that and and weirdly the wallflowers uh kind of came after that and
2: um yeah that sort of stuff so i uh, as as i'm sure many of us were i wasn't supposed to watch mtv growing up you know it's taboo you don't do it you might see bad things uh but i would sneak and do it all the time i have you know a brother six years older than me so he would uh he would watch it and so i I would watch it with him and i didn't care a lot about music videos Uh, i just didn't find them to be terribly interesting i was always interested in music music videos were neither here nor there there are two exceptions to that where music videos like have just stuck with me my entire life and one of them is tonight tonight by smashing pumpkins
0: me too uh huh me too.
2: Yeah, it's it's it, it is just stark in my memory, like this sort of slow motion stop, like wavy movement. And the other one is Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, it's th- those two. They're just they're fantastic music videos. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And then that, I mean, honestly, that 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 uh, kind of era of MTV got me into uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Sound Garden, like you said, I mean there there are a lot of man. I really miss that era of, of music videos. Honestly, there's there's a there's just a lost art there. I think, um, but anyway, I also everybody think everybody says that.
0: Well, I also think music videos they still make them. Yeah, they do. I but thought I like... they stopped. <laughs> No, they do. They I genuinely thought it was like a bygone era. They're just on YouTube now. Um, I, know. I, I think I think music videos have done this thing of like they're not simple anymore. They're getting more and more complicated, which in some ways is like really cool, uh, and then in other ways it's just like, man, just you don't have to like have a freaking thirty minute short film for your for your two minute song the weekend. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 sound like a very disgruntled old man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the way he said the weekend,
0: <laughs> idiot. But yes, I totally understand what you mean by like, that was a time that I don't think like that has come and gone. And like, I don't think you can ever get back there.
1: Yeah. I loved music videos so much and we weren't allowed to watch TV either, but we would do the like, You know, on the remote where you can push the last button, so it'd be like Disney Channel and MTV, and I could hear my dad coming, and we would push the last button. (laughs) We're watching *Boy Meets World*, whatever. I don't know.
0: Did I hear Ace of Base in here?
1: (laughs) I'm learning how to be a feminist.
0: (laughs) Was that Nine Inch Nails?
2: (laughs) What did he say? uh, (laughs) The Gaultier. Just somebody that I used to know. That song? Yeah. yeah. It was like popular like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. They the music video was really big that he made of him like painted against the wall or something like that. And that was the first time I was like, people still make these? <laughs> this is still a thing.
1: All yeah. right,
0: Stacey. Band that surprised you.
1: Oh, speaking of ridiculous music videos, um, Beyoncé, I really liked. I think Lemonade was the first time I really listened to Beyonce. I didn't know that that was like, she's good. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah.
0: Is that your answer?
1: That's really my answer. Okay,
2: yeah. Beyonce,
0: surprised you. Yes, she, Beyonce.
1: But it's like, it's good.
0: Yeah. Did you see, speaking of, speaking of like overly elaborate music videos, have you seen Black is, is it Black is King?
1: Oh, no, not yet. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. On
0: Disney Channel or right. uh, Disney Plus? On Disney Plus. has not, Have I, am I the only one who's seen that? I've not have
1: seen you
2: it. I right? seen that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what
3: you're talking about. Uh,
0: it's a, it's like a, she, she refers to it as a visual album. It's like a, I don't know, 30, 45 minute thing where that it's just, uh, it is, it's like a 30 to 45 minute long music video, but like, for different songs coming in and out and different set pieces and it's supposed to kind of like tell the story it's kind of based around the lion king which is kind of weird but um it's it's very good though like uh she she yes she is an artist is like is 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 very talented and i think she tries to like break break through a lot of different kinds of barriers and what a pop star is and what that means and what that looks like i i like beyonce a lot
1: yeah but i had no idea that that's what she was doing yeah like i was like yeah beyonce another pop star like big deal i didn't know she was doing all the other things so when i actually listened i was like oh like you're you're doing work over here Mm -hmm. it sounds so stupid because like everybody knows that but i really didn't
0: well i mean to be fair she she worked her way there she well she wasn't doing that when she was like with destiny's child you know and even like whenever she first started off on her own, I think I think that was something she worked up to. And Lemonade was one of those big like moments of like, I'm gonna make I, I want to make an album that actually says something.
1: Yeah. Like I was telling Justin, I was like, You gotta listen to it. And he's like, I don't know. And I go, No, no, the musicality of this is so good. Like I'm trying to convince him to listen to it. And he did, and he was like, Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I felt better that I wasn't the only one.
0: Y'all should watch Black is King. It's good.
2: Okay, I will. Yeah. So Becca convinced me to say, even though she disagreed with me, that Led Zeppelin. She convinced me that that should be one because the two I was trying to decide between was Led Zeppelin or Beyonce for overrated. Uh oh. Because I just I don't get it. I just don't. I've listened to so much of her music, and I I find some of some of her her artistry excellent. And she's, she's a phenomenal musician. She's a phenomenal artist. I don't discredit any of that, but just in terms of her voice, in terms of her lyrics, in terms of her artistry, I can give you like someone that I think is better in each of those areas. Yeah. So that's why, like, that's why I say like, again, I'm same as Led Zeppelin. I don't think Beyonce is bad. I just don't get the hype. And I think part of it's her and uh, Jay Z's relationship, like you know, I, you know, they're they're a couple and all of that power status. And you think they're a part of the cabal? I, I don't think I said that.
1: <laughs> Are they a part of that pizza thing? Yes. They- oh, okay.
2: Yeah. And I guess another reason I'm kind of, okay, they're
0: not, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be clear. (laughs) Are you saying they are? (laughs) They are not, but, but a QAnon person would say they are. So got it. Which none of us are.
1: And I,
2: I feel like I'm a little bit turned off because anytime I try to express that, you know, the beehive is, yeah, so anytime I'm like, no, I mean Beyonce is good, but I just don't get the thing. And they're like, why do you hate her?
0: I, I think that yeah, that's a more dangerous take than like being against Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, definitely. Beyonce is like
2: worshipped.
0: All right, Trey, band that surprised you?
2: Uh, Zach Brown band. Uh, I love their music. I really do. Unashamedly, I almost thought about putting them as guilty pleasure. I just I. I shouldn't say unashamedly because I almost wanted to put them for guilty pleasure. Uh, but when Becca and I first started dating, I listened to virtually no music post 1990, like no country music post 1990s. I thought it was all just absolute trash and I stand by the fact that the vast majority of it is, but Zach Brown band, there's just something about it, uh, kind of takes me back a little bit to being a kid and, most of their stuff is good and wholesome and comforting and, and just makes me feel good. I really enjoy listening to it on the beach. Um, there's a couple times where they get cringeworthy, like Chicken Fried, when they just randomly start talking about patriotism in the middle of this song. You know, that's, that's a little cringy, but somehow I still like it a little bit. So band that surprised me Zach Brown Band. I never thought I'd like them, and I listen to them quite frequently. And also, no matter how you feel about their music, Zach Brown is a phenomenal guitar player. So, the Foo Fighters did a
3: collaboration with them on that show, "Sonic Highways," and um, I wasn't, I, not interested in them at all until then. It was pretty good. Um, can't remember the song they did, "Congregation," maybe, whatever studio <clears throat> Zach Brown band uh, goes out of. It's it, it's like. Uh, an old church maybe or something. Um, but um, anyway, I appreciated, I appreciated the uh, creativity that he put into that. So there's a show called Sonic Highways where uh, the Foo Fighters uh, go around to various studios around the United States and they collaborate and make, they made a whole album of songs with other artists in different studios. And they did one with Zach Brown and it was good
0: was it on HBO
3: it was on HBO it was based on a show called Sound City i think they did a they did a documentary called Sound City um out of a it's based out of a it was um it was a recording studio out of LA that they were closing down and so they were going to record like an album or something in that studio before it closed mm-hmm. um, and so they did a documentary called Sound City and they said we like this let's do an entire series of shows um, where we go to different studios. So they did one called uh, Sonic Highways and they did one, they did one at preservation hall, which was awesome. That was really cool. They did one with the preservation hall band
0: um, That's cool. at Pres
3: hall. Yeah. Um, but they, but the, the whole thing was they went to these cities and and kind of talked about the history of the music in that city, but they did like deep cuts in those cities. I mean, they did one at the old Austin city limits Um. And, um, I mean, they did one in Washington, D.C., Seattle. Anyway, but they did one with, with, with Zach Brown that was really good, um, I thought. I don't know where you can find that show now, but I would check it out. It's, it's, it's actually a really good show. Sound highways. Sonic, highways? Sonic Highways. The documentary that it's based on is called Sound City.
2: Sonic Highways,
0: or South?
1: Oh. Nailed
3: it. <laughs>
0: I know next to nothing about the Zach Brown band.
2: It's just, it's good. It's, it's good, new old country music. It's no Garth Brooks, who is quite, quite awesome, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's fun music. It there's, there's no depth to it. It's just fun. And it surprised me that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Cool.
0: Uh, Band that surprised me. This is a this is an artist. Uh, Lizzo. I Man. love, I love, 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 love. Love, 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 love Lizzo. Both her music uh and her um as a person. Yeah, I, I it her her music is smart and funny and catchy and just uh really great. And like her confidence. Uh, she just exudes this kind of confidence that, um, never comes off as cocky. Um, it's like the perfect kind of confidence a person should have. Um, and I fell even more in love with her, uh, when I saw her on, um, uh, my next guest needs no introduction, the David Letterman uh, thing on Netflix where he interviews people. He interviews her and man like she is just she's just so great i just love her and and also what and the thing that i learned about her on that show was that she uh is like this awesome flautist mm-hmm. um and it's classically she yes oh, and yeah. and like has like all these flutes and like can pick up a flute and like do stuff that i didn't know flutes could do. <laughs> Like, I've never, uh, no offense to flute players, but like, I've never thought the flute was a cool instrument until I saw Lizzo pick one up and play it. And I was just like, that is so cool. Um, and so, yeah, Lizzo, she's awesome.
2: She's incredible. Uh, Becca introduced me to her and I have loved her music.
1: I want to see what she can do with the flute now. But
2: on Netflix, my next guest needs no
0: introduction. The Lizzo episode is really good and she she uh she writes a song or she she tries to get Dave Letterman to do a song with her uh like just create a song in her studio with her, and it is the most cringe inducing thing I think I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> seeing Dave Letterman try to do that, uh but it's really funny, and she goes with it, and uh yeah, she's cool Jones is yeah. me now, oh yeah, why I'm men sorry. great
2: till they gotta be great so i keep uh for like the first month i heard that song um and becca didn't correct me at first i sincerely thought she was saying white men great till they got to be great and i was like bopping to it i was like yeah they also weren't they aren't great (laughs) and then she was like well that's while you're correct and that's appropriate that's not (laughs) the lyric so anyway yeah,
3: um so the band that surprised me is uh the high women. Um I'm The Highway Women. Stop it. <laughs> it's the High Women.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, not according to everybody that I've ever seen on social media talking about.
3: Yeah, apparently apparently <laughs> not. Yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm not super into uh super groups. Um I think typically it 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 breeds um kind of some dysfunction and some um honestly, if you're talking about like a, like an album, constructing an, an album, it, it feels disjointed to me typically. Um, um when you have a supergroup. just sorry, to be clear, uh, uh the Highwomen is uh, Brandy Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Marin Morris, and Amanda Shires, who are all four uh noted artists in their own right um that came together to form a supergroup. Um and uh their music is phenomenal. They only have one album and a couple of um singles on the side. Um and uh uh they're they're including an amazing cover of the chain by Fleetwood Mac, um, which is it's unreal. Um, but anyway, they 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 surprised me just just honestly, just really in terms of um the cohesion uh and co- I guess cohesiveness of their album, how it feels like it feels like a band that's been together for, you know, 15 years. Um, uh, uh, but also their, their lyrics. I mean, it's, it's in that same vein, that progressive kind of push um in, in country music and, um, and, and not surprising. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, the, the, the high women would be one that, uh, that I think really, really surprised me for all really good reasons
0: i really like them uh and i but i man i i particularly love amanda shires uh both in that group but just her uh solo stuff and yeah uh she i really didn't i didn't i i hate to say this but i only knew her as jason isbell's wife which i understand right. is very uh is not cool uh but she opened for josh ritter the last time i saw him and uh man she just blew me away like both just just her same thing with with like with isbel is just like her honesty and her songs and and her and her lyrics she has this fantastic song about a i forget the name of it but it's about, uh, it's about a, a man that her father was friends with who, who attempted suicide. Uh, they both lived in Alaska at the time. And it's this harrowing, harrowing song about uh, mental illness uh, that is also so incredibly honest and beautiful. Um, and also one of the things that I, I realized is like she was, as she started doing her set, like I leaned over to Jenny and I was just like, she, if you closed your eyes, like you would think that Dolly Parton was up there singing uh, somebody else's song, but she she sounds so much like Dolly Parton uh, that it's, it's, it's creepy. And I yeah. love, I love her voice. I love Dolly Parton's voice, but I, and I love Amanda Shire's voice and I don't love Lady Gaga's voice. <laughs> So I haven't made that clear.
3: Yeah, and they've sung with Dolly before. Um, they're apparently very close. Um, the you know all that the whole Highwomen band. Um, but yeah, that's it's. I think that would be, very very comparable just in terms of genre and sound. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I I uh, um, admittedly don't know enough about Amanda Shires stuff. I know um, she just released something brand new a few days ago, I think, um, that I haven't even checked out yet. But anyway, but yeah, the whole group's amazing. I mean, um, you know, Brandy Carlisle, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jason Isbell wrote a song called "If She Ever Leaves Me," and Amanda Shires. They wrote it together, and uh, "If She Ever Leaves Me," um, and the chorus is, you know, I loved her. I've loved her in secret. I've loved her out loud. Um, and I can't remember the rest anyway, but Brandy Carlisle, uh, said, I want to sing that. And, uh, and she's, I mean, uh, you know, she's, she's in the same gender marriage and, and, uh, and she, so she sang it for this album and it's this mainstream country album, um, uh, with a woman singing about another woman. And I think it's quite moving to think about the, uh, um, just the path that that song has taken and how it's changed meaning um, from person to person uh, Mm -hmm. who's sung it and, uh, and how it it started out as this simple kind of love song and became this unbelievable um, moving ballad um, just based on whoever's singing it. Uh, it, That, that alone, that song alone um, is, is, um enough really to 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 say that it's that that band surprised me
0: brandy Carlisle also an amazing singer like an amazing
2: voice stacy what band is your guilty pleasure
1: um this is such a weird question so i'm just really not embarrassed by the things that i listen to so i went with the last thing (laughs) (laughs) what
0: Right. I hey, Trey and I both at the same time go,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I should you can't,
2: you can't use Nelly or Rush again.
1: So <laughs> that's not embarrassing. I just went like <clears throat> with the last thing Dustin made fun of me for listening to. Um, Halsey. Halsey? Yeah. Halsey? Oh, yeah. Have you listened to her before? Is that embarrassing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would mean,
0: I, I don't I don't know much about Halsey. I be Other than that it exists.
1: She it it exists. exists. I didn't
0: know. I don't know. I I don't. I didn't know what.
1: I really like her. i like, got really into her. But she has a song that um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Little Mermaid.
0: OK. Is it part of your world?
1: No. It's like very, um, what's Just those drum? metal drum things? Still drums? <laughs> that sounds too easy. um I don't know. It's got that in there. And Still,
3: it's- steel drums are real. They're called steel drums.
1: Okay. But yeah.
0: <laughs> you're not going to get me with that one.
2: <laughs> what are the metal drums? Steel drums? Joke's on you. I'm not falling for that. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, but I mean, Jimmy Buffett's made millions off steel drums. So. <laughs>
1: Okay, fine. Maybe there's still drums. I don't know, but it sounds like Little Mermaid, and she's singing "Mother Effer, don't play with me," like over and over. I don't know. I really like it, but yeah. apparently, it's something that you should be embarrassed of, and you should turn down um, when your spouse isn't at home.
0: Okay, is Halsey? who is How do I know Halsey? Can, is there any like touchstone cultural uh, she touchstone? Was on SNL last
3: season.
1: Bad at love. I think you've heard yeah. the song before. Anyway, Maybe. I just not like her. Apparently I should be embarrassed by that. I'm not.
2: If this is the level uh, of knowledge I have about Rush, <laughs> um, this is the level of knowledge I have about Halsey.
1: She's really I, pretty. Because at
2: least at this level, I've heard of Rush. When you said Halsey, said, I don't know what the hell she just said. <laughs> Like I can't even come up with something to maybe replace it with because I have no idea.
1: Am I saying her name wrong, Sean? Is no, that- you're saying. No, it right.
2: I think that's right. That's what I've heard.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I think it's ignorance on our part.
0: I've heard of it. I just sure. I do. I've never heard it. She's not. an she, it, She. She.
3: So okay. So I know her from SNL, I also know her weirdly. You You said Little Mermaid. She sang the song "Part of Your World" for one of the Disney um little oh. musical things that they've done since the pandemic see um, i called it i said that yeah so they did she did sing that uh, so maybe that's what you're thinking of
1: i don't know justin said i should be embarrassed by listening to that
2: okay so should dead be- south rush black as King. Halsey. there's another one no there's another one high women dead high women highway women dead south Halsey. Halsey. Highway women. High women. All right, Trey, guilty pleasure. Uh, I. It's interesting. Guilty pleasure makes me feel like I should be ashamed, but I'm not ashamed. Justin Bieber is an incredible musician. I don't like any of his teeny bopper stuff, but everything he's created in the past five years is legitimately good music, and he's a very good musician. Uh, so I really enjoy Justin Bieber. What about his worship songs? Nope, nope. <laughs> However, I will say Holy with Chance the Rapper, that's a bop. That's a good song. Holy with Chance the Rapper, Lonely, it's a good song. Both of them are good songs. I like them.
1: This is just shocking to me.
0: What is, what is the song, what is the song that's, uh, that was really popular a couple years ago
2: of his? Baby. Uh, what? Baby. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, like baby, baby, baby. Oh. No, no, no no, no, no. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, no, no. I like that one. Why don't you go and lo- uh, love yourself? Yes. What you, yes,
0: that is a good song. Yes, it is. I will, I, will, I will agree that that
2: right there is a good song. If you ever just step back and actually listen, uh, he's got an incredible voice. There's uh, videos of him just sitting down at the piano and playing. He's quite talented. And if you have not yet listened to Lonely, uh, I, I recognize, I think Justin Bieber is just fun type music. Uh, but most of it's not super meaningful or, or profound, but go listen to lonely. If you've not listened to lonely yet, it is deep. It's emotional. It's raw. It, I think it's a, a true reflective uh, sentiment of his experience growing up in the world that he's grown up in, which is obviously something I could never relate to because he's been famous since he was like 12 years old. Uh, but the, the song lonely uh, I've always kind of liked Justin Bieber and, and thought you know this is this is this fun music, but Lonely is is it's it's I think a, a reflection of a deeper level of of musicianship and 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 emotion. So, Justin Bieber, I am unashamed to say I am a believer.
0: Oh dear, okay, oh <laughs> that's not true. That's um, not true.
2: But I do I do think he's got some good music.
0: Love yourself has, has a great lyric in it that's uh, uh my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. Yes, that's, that's yes. A,
1: that's
0: a great that's my a, mama don't like you, she likes everyone. Uh okay. Uh all right, my my guilty pleasure, uh of which I am not guilty at all. My man sting. Uh I love He's weird and like his music is strange, uh, but I can't why? get enough of it. Uh, and and yeah, that goes back to the police too. I really like the police, but tell there's but there's something about uh, Sting's you solo. Tell me, stuff. <laughs> tell me why. Tell me why. You said so. Do I right?
1: Yeah, oh, I okay. did. I thought you said tell me why. I was tell like, oh, me why. <laughs>
2: She's <laughs> really upset about
1: Sting. So yeah, that's how I felt about Justin Bieber, and now I'm going to listen to Justin Bieber. But I feel you on Sting. I didn't know you should be embarrassed, though.
0: Oh, I don't think you should. I, I but I, I think probably Sting is is not my demo. Um, really? probably not. I don't think so. I think Sting is more thought of as like a demo of like, you know, I don't know, fifty to. 50 to 60 year old women I don't don't know
2: I could be completely
0: off I could could be completely off there 50
2: to 52 year old (laughs) you're 49 you're 61 not allowed uh am I wrong
0: is is Sting is is it nor would you say that yeah I'm willing to bet money that that 36 year old dude really Mm -hmm. likes Sting
1: I don't know. It's not surprising to me that you like Sting. Like I'm not shocked. Like I am about Justin Bieber don't over there. Um, well, because you're kind of a you're kind of a uh, you're a weird bloke.
2: You're kind yeah. of a Sting fan. Like
0: <laughs> I've always thought. I always thought if there's a guy who loves Sting, it's probably my guy. <laughs> no,
2: but I don't think it surprises me because uh, I I like Sting. Um, I don't, I mean, like, I don't have strong feelings towards him like you do, but
0: I get excited. Like I legitimately will get excited if a Sting song comes on and I turn it up like it's Nelly (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not joking. Like my daughter, my Ellie will walk around the house singing Englishmen in New York because she's been around me so much listening to Sting. Nice. I like Sting.
3: I'm just really into tantric sex.
0: Whoa. Sting is known to uh he's to do that's that. His, that's just what was his claim that it was like that he could like yes. have sex for like six hours or something?
3: It was I be- I believe it was more than six. Oh my but I don't
0: remember. I believe more than him. six. I believe him.
2: When you just get bored.
3: Painful if there's a... and boring. If there's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, did you do
2: you bring a book like <laughs> like with another just like, like gods and generals on in the background that like <laughs> preoccupy all that time
0: gods and generals.
2: I'm trying to think of a very long. Movie.
0: I understand what you were doing. And something that but would
2: also kind of kill the that, mood to make
0: that you went for gods and generals that is that's where it's i'm really longest movie
2: I've ever seen it's like four hours like I le- civil war
0: i can legitimately say i have never heard anyone make a gods and generals reference in my life sure, i'm i'm I'm, I'm impressed
2: i'm glad like you didn't you can-
0: go with gettysburg you went with the you went with <laughs> you went with gods and generals all right, that's good i like it all right sean guilty pleasure
3: guilty pleasure Jonathan
2: Bon Jovi. Swear to God, I thought you were going to pull out The High Women.
3: <laughs> the High Women. Sean <laughs> Bon Jovi. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. That's a guilty pleasure for me.
2: <laughs> so, Are you so going to say said, something?
0: Well, we That's said this crap. recently, right? We said, like, no. Well, I made the claim that no one hates or loves Bon Jovi. And right. you of course made the made the claim that, well, Crystal does, your wife. Right. Yes. And she does. Um, she does. and I and I I submit that I am wrong because that is true. She does. Um, she does. But I also think like I don't trust anyone who doesn't like Bon Jovi. Mm. How can you not at least like Bon Jovi? Yeah.
1: Like anytime you hear a Bon Jovi song, you just kind of Dance and sing, like you can't not. Well, and he, yeah,
0: and I learned. I learned retroactively, I think, through like Chuck Klosterman, because he'll write a lot about like hair metal bands in the '80s. uh But like, he was the one that brought it to my attention that like, at that time, Bon Jovi was like not at all respected and was kind of thought as like teeny bopper music, hair mm-hmm. metal, which I, which I. When, when, I read that, when I read that, I was like, okay, like I can kind of see that, but uh, give me Bon Jovi over Twisted Sister. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah,
3: I'll take Bon Jovi over Cinderella. Yeah. It weirdly seems like the artist that made it out of that era with some self-respect
2: yeah
0: right which is weird do you feel because that? yeah which is weird because of how apparently he was thought of or that band was thought of at the time i, th- I think and i think a lot of it had to do with he is handsome he's a handsome man and everybody mm-hmm. and like the other Still ones weren't is. um but uh yeah he was kind of seen as just like oh just women like him
2: well and because of that maybe he kind of flew under the radar and that's why he came out unscathed
0: yeah
3: maybe no
2: one was really like looking to strike him down
3: Maybe so. I recently rewatched the the West Wing. He was on the West Wing. I mean, for goodness' sake, Wait. he had a cameo in an episode of the West Wing, as season. himself.
0: Oh yeah, the last. Season. I just thought you later. Oh, yeah, that's, later okay. Years. Yeah, as I rewatched himself, it, but though. I
2: stopped at season five. So.
0: And he was funny, Santos. Yes, yeah.
2: everyone should. Everyone should just stop at season five and pretend. San- that's
0: no, Santos. Santos for president.
2: We're gonna do TV shows of your life one day, and we can talk about it. Someone's going to need to write a dissertation about this because after we started talking about it in the text the other day, I, I, I sort of dwelled on it for a moment. I thought there's never been a John, Bo- uh, John Bon Jovi song that I heard that I was like, yeah, man, I love him. But there's also never been one that's come on that I've been like, I need to turn this off. I like listen to it, and I get into it, and then I just kind of move on with my life. And that, I mean, that's every single song I've ever heard has been like that. Like, he's just—he's a pleasant person. He's just a pleasant musician. He owned an arena football league team for a while. Yeah,
3: that's also true. (laughs) Teenage also a thing he did. It's something that Bon Jovi (laughs) did.
0: I will say, teenage Michael probably would disagree with you there, Trey, uh, because. I was convinced that there's a, there's a very, like, I don't know if anybody knows of the song. Uh, It's a song called dry County and it's on uh, Bon Jovi's album, keep the faith. And at man, teenage Michael was like, man, this song is like, it's like about so many things like dry County, man. It's about a lot now. I don't know what, what it is. But I was, con- I was convinced as a teenager like, that that was what a deep song was. It was Dry County by Bon Jovi.
2: I don't know if I know that one.
0: Again, it that. is not one of his hits. Uh, for some reason, I listened to that album a lot, Keep the Faith, and uh, maybe I thought it was a Christian album.
2: For some um, reason.
0: <laughs> my parents did. Anyway, Stacy, what is the band that you should have seen by now?
1: Um Mumford and Sons.
2: Oh yes, you should have.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I've never seen them. I get
2: that. Yeah. They're incredible. They're incredible live.
1: I don't know that I ever will. Like maybe when we're super old. Dark. (laughs) Well, not like I'm gonna die. That like going to shows gives me a lot of anxiety now. Yeah. Like I used to like that when I was younger, but now it just makes me really nervous.
0: Depends on the venue.
1: maybe like if there are venues really that does. i will
0: never go to again right palladium yes. i will never go to the palladium ever again Cause just because of a they, bad experience i had there
2: they play what was formerly i don't know what it's called now jexa um mm. it's been like nine or ten yeah. different names um but they they play there frequently when they come to dallas and you just go sit on the lawn you can space out you
1: know. i would like that i would like that i'll probably wait until they hit like the casino circuit.
2: I don't. I don't know if Mumford is. <laughs> he just will ever circuit. It doesn't really feel like Mumford is on the vibe.
0: There are times. To- there are times where Stacey. Where Stacy There are times where Stacy will say something, and we're all quiet for a little bit, and we're all waiting to see who's going to react first. And that was one of those times. And Trey. Trey lost.
2: I just. I don't. That really hurt me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't do that all Sons... the time, where I think I'm saying something really funny, and you just did
0: <laughs> well, Because sometimes you're not saying
2: anything funny, and we're not sure. <laughs> Is
1: that a uh...
2: joke? <sighs> Mumford & Sons doesn't appear on my list, but it's well-documented in this group how much I enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, I- and I, I have a picture
1: I wanted to do a sermon series with you where we just did Mumford songs.
2: I'm I'm okay with that. I have a picture of Marcus Mumford's um, shoulder on my phone because I grabbed it. I touched his elbow. I'm a big fan, but it's cool.
3: I've recently, this, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it, it there was a period of time where it became uncool to like yeah. Mumford and Sons. You know, I mean, it, they went out of fashion or whatever, and and I and I went with the trend. Sadly, I you know whatever it's fine. Um, I've recently started listening to them again and trying to backtrack and find those find those you know those <laughs> gems. And um, part of it it started with that podcast, uh, Song Exploder. That Song Exploder's podcast. They did a song um, for that podcast, which was fantastic um there's a netflix show now called song exploder based on the podcast it's done almost exactly the same way anyway i would recommend that but going back and listening to some of their stuff and then also now uh i've been watching ted lasso on apple tv and the theme song is by mumford and sons and they use a lot of mumford and sons songs in that show um so i've been i've been trying to i guess reabsorb a lot of that mumford and sons sound um Cause I miss it. I do miss it. I mean, it's, it's like this, it's very comforting regardless of what you say about how they changed, how they've changed their styles, whatever they're evolving. It doesn't matter. Everybody should. Um, mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but kind of reabsorbing that sound and just his voice, just his freaking voice. Um, I miss that in my life. And then um, also uh, honestly the uh, the music video, for um,
0: yes, shoot, what is that song? I don't remember what song it is, but I know what you're about to say. Oh no,
3: what is that song? Uh, music videos are a thing.
2: <laughs> there was a music video for a Mumford and Sons song. I I legitimately don't think I've seen a music video for Mumford and Sons.
0: Hopeless Wanderer,
2: right? So they did it. Oh uh, yeah, it's
0: a, a great song. A,
3: well, there was a music video that they did um, for Hopeless Wanderer, and it was an official music video. Official. Mumford and Sons music video with with um, Ed Helms, Jason Bateman, uh mm. Jason Sudeikis, and
0: um uh, Will Forte.
3: Will Forte. Yeah. And they were the band. They were yeah. Mumford and Sons.
2: Yeah.
3: And it is and I watch it on a regular basis.
2: <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I've never heard of this until All right, like, I'm saying, right now. I'm
3: texting it to you now.
2: It's fantastic.
3: It is Fan freaking tastic
0: because ed helms is like actually i don't know about the other ones but yeah. ed helms is like actually banjo. playing because he yeah. he he's a he's a dude on the banjo my
2: favorite he is person, he's my remarkable yeah.
3: yeah and my favorite character in that whole thing is is jason bateman mm-hmm. i think he sells the <laughs> whole thing because he's, <laughs> so he's so brilliant bad. all right i'm, I'm sending I mean, it to y'all now
1: This will I'm take. A jason one. bateman fan my depression to just another level. Because if I'm listening to Mumford, I'm depressed, but I don't know it yet. Like it'll, t- I have to get a couple albums in it and I'm like, oh shit, I'm really depressed. So now, really, I, yeah, I can watch something. That'll, it'll be great.
2: Mumford and Sons, especially Sino Moore, puts me into a rage, <laughs> like a good rage. Like I want to burn down, like it brings out all of the eight within me. It makes me want to burn the world down.
0: Interesting, so, it's
2: I don't know, it's energizing. Yeah, I made a video, like a slideshow video of
3: of crystals in my uh, honeymoon uh, to Boston, and I used the song "Awake My Soul" for that. Mm, and um, a good song. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure it fit entirely, like thematically, but it's a beautiful song and uh, excellent harmonies still, in it. Yeah, it's
2: still kind of makes me tear up but yeah so i know more the whole album is just this uh it's depressing it, it can be depressing yeah. if you listen to it through a certain lens but the whole concept of the album is, is this positive self-realization of what can happen out of depression out of out of the somberness of the world and how we can be empowered to to embedder ourselves to, to better ourselves and to take to take our own power i guess is it's it's there there's a lot of positivity out of that depressive sort of sound it's a great album
1: when they hit the casino drinks on me okay <laughs> drinks on
2: me when they hit All the right. casino i'm pretty sure we're going to be too like we
1: gonna... <laughs> 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 Mar- gonna
2: be like we're gonna be falling asleep at like eight eight thirty by the time Mumford and Sons is in the casino. <laughs>
1: I will get us the sweets and drinks on me. We will party it up, <laughs> walkers or <laughs> rascals.
2: <laughs> you should one hundred percent see Mumford. Like out of all of this that we've talked about, everything good music, but really they they take a genre of music that I feel like is not necessarily one that, um. You would think would be the super exciting big scale show, but they do an excellent job of uh, uh, entertaining.
1: Well, if we ever get back to a life where we can go to concerts, I will. Good. In the right venue.
3: Me too, Jexa. or whatever. It's a called. casino, oh. WinStar.
2: A casino, not the Palladium.
1: Oh, if it's not my casino, I'm not buying drinks.
2: Okay, well you said casino
1: and no. right. if it's count. not my casino I'm not buying drinks. White people buy drinks at casinos. Like you treat the Indian people you go with. That's a rule.
0: I don't want to do that now.
1: Well, if you don't want to support indigenous people, then <laughs>
0: you I, I do. I do. I just have I have no money and I want to go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I'll buy you. I'll buy you a screwdriver.
1: What? What an, an actual, actual specific thing tool. to buy. So if
2: we good. go,
0: if we go on like the casino floor, like aren't drinks free? I'll get oh. you all the drinks on the casino floor.
1: Well, you have to be like playing a game,
2: right? Well, it depends because in Oklahoma, it's not like that.
1: I think that's in Vegas. I think that's only a Vegas
2: thing. It is. No, no, it I, is like that in Mississippi. It's, a, it's like that in that. Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's not in Oklahoma because it's illegal in Oklahoma.
1: Are you mansplaining casinos to me?
2: Ooh, I'm a mansplaining uh, casinos I'm not. to Michael.
0: Yes. Thank you, Trey.
2: Welcome, Thank Michael. you for
0: explaining that to me. <laughs> Trey, what is the band There's that you've no seen by now?
2: There's no excuse. I've had multiple opportunities. I love him. Uh, I, I think his music's incredible. It's fun. I've had many opportunities. I just haven't done it and I don't know why. And I have to because now he's apparently retiring from live touring. Elton John. Um, I I need to see him. I should have done it when he before all of this happened. He was doing his goodbye yellow brick road tour. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go see it. I can either see him in Birmingham or New Orleans. He's going to both. And then, you know, damn COVID just derailed the whole thing. Uh, supposedly, he is resuming his tour later this year. So I'm already planning on doing it. I should have seen Elton John by now, and I'm going to see him before he dies because he'll definitely die before me. Sure.
1: He had tickets.
2: You mm-hmm. had tickets.
1: He had tickets.
2: Mm-hmm. He, he. I mean, when I was in college, he came to Birmingham twice while I was in college, but I was the only person. And I don't know. I feel like I just needed new friends, maybe. I was the only person in my entire friend group who was even remotely interested in going to see Elton John. Um, and so I, I just didn't, I was like, well, I'm going to go see Elton John by myself. That sounds awful to just go sit. And, but I'm going to see him.
0: In my experience, Elton John uh, is one of those artists that people don't realize how much they love him. Because they don't realize how many songs are him mm-hmm. or his songs. Um, and so sometimes I just have to start playing Elton John songs for people, for them to like finally succumb and say, like, okay, fine, he's good, leave me alone. And then I'm like, all right, Boy, whatever. We're in line at Walmart. I, mean, I don't know you, but you said you didn't like Elton John. You're wrong.
2: And I, I can't speak to it because I've obviously never seen him because where he's on my list. And, um, He's older now, but I've never spoken to anyone who has seen Elton John live who has not raved about his live performance. I mean, he's just he is an entertainer to his core.
0: I wonder if there's people back in those drug in, induced days who might say, because <laughs> I think there are a few concerts there where he just like passed out at the piano. If yeah but even know. then
2: they were on like they were on drugs too so they were probably <laughs> just yeah passing out. I mean, he levitated man he nap levitated. time just like fell asleep on the piano and started flying through the arena it was beautiful just so into and, it i don't think that happened no elton john I, I i i love his music and he's he is a classic entertainer and i need to see him before he retires
0: that's a good one that, that honestly would might be that might have been mine uh but it's not uh, i chose uh bands that i should have seen by now uh, i chose arcade fire uh just because mm. they're they're kind of a modern band in terms of uh bands that are like are in probably my top five current going bands um and i've just i've never seen them and i think they would be really really cool to see i've heard they're really cool to see but um i love arcade fire so that's my that's my pick
2: weren't they they were on someone's on the musers they were on someone's list of greatest band they've seen live i don't remember i think they were i may be misremembering but that just speaks to like clearly that if if that is the case they clearly have a great live show
0: I've heard they're really good and and they're especially their latest album like I would love to see a lot of that stuff live, uh, which you don't usually say about bands, but um, Yeah, their latest album, which wasn't so well received. Um, have They not. Have they done anything since everything now. Are you talking about everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay. Isn't that their yeah. latest. I think so yeah yeah but it's been a it's been a few years but yeah
0: there's been a lot of people who or there were a lot of people who poo-pooed that album oh, I love and it. man I, it I, I think it's so good yes um, yeah just the yes when when Butler has a way of like channeling uh, righteous anger um, yeah in a really cool way in his music um, yeah. and that I appreciate and it makes sense because like his dad was a preacher um and he has a lot of righteous anger at the church i think uh especially if you listen listen to to neon Neon bible Bible. yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah i would love to see them live oh
2: sean what's yours (laughs) arcade fire
3: (laughs) (laughs) mine's leon bridges uh yeah fort worth's own leon bridges um, I,
2: I oh really? I didn't it. know he's from Fort Worth.
3: Oh yeah, dude.
0: Are you serious? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Fort Worth. Did he
3: wait
2: so tables at?
0: at uh, where did he wait tables? Am I not making El, that up?
3: Not El Phoenix, was it? I don't know. I don't remember. Something like that. But like he waited tables the, somewhere. Yeah, he did. The guy will sh- will show up. Um. Cool. The guy will show up at random places around Fort Worth, still and yeah. play. Um. Back when bearded lady was over on um, Magnolia, right? That's where it was, right? Yes. The old bearded lady. Yeah. yeah. So back when it was over on Magnolia, he showed up there once and just played a show with an acoustic guitar. That's He's cool. He played at Magnolia Motor Lounge randomly with an acoustic <laughs> guitar, um, like. He, he will, he will just go around and play places. They did a full, um, a concert during the pandemic to, to support Southside Fort Worth. He played at the Frank Kent, uh, Kent and co there, um, on Magnolia, um, a full concert there. I I, like the guy plays in Fort Worth randomly with no tickets and no, I mean, he'll, he'll just show up and play. And I, and I have yet to see him, um, in an official capacity or randomly showing up at places that I go on a regular stinking basis. <laughs> um, and, and I adore Leon Bridges. Uh, his Texas Sun EP is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's four songs and uh, and I, and I can't help but listen to all four every time I listen to it. Um, but, but uh, yeah, his, his, uh, his Fort Worth roots are strong and I, I'm bummed that I have not seen him in person yet.
0: I heard he showed up once at the uh uh Taco Bell on Roof Snow.
3: Nope.
2: <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't freaking doubt it, honestly. That shows a, a genuine love to just make music that he's willing to do that though. Like doesn't care about money or thing, he just he wants to make music. And he loves Fort Worth. I looked at it, up. He, looked yeah, it real quick.
3: Multiple Fort Worth tattoos.
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't know he was from Fort Worth with all of this like wealth of Fort Worth information. Because Fort Worth is better than Dallas,
3: hundred percent. And it's blue now, so
2: it is. Hell yeah, thumbs up. We we just looked it up. If it's not El Phoenix, it's uh, quite the opposite. He worked at Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse.
0: Ah, yes.
2: uh, While he was, while he was,
0: yeah,
1: that is very different. (laughs) El Phoenix.
2: The first goes double
0: legal. We we should have we should have named the podcast Fort Worth is better than Dallas.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we still have to I guess we still could. <laughs> Even
1: we went to Dallas the other day, and Ollie, the five year old, is like, "Mama, I like our city better."
2: Yeah. Nelly. Hell yes. <laughs> On not- the way there, you listen Hell. to a lot of Nelly. You
1: <laughs> did so. Much.
0: Screaming over the Nelly,
1: <laughs>
2: Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just screaming over, Welcome to oh, Nellyville.
1: He's gonna be so embarrassed by us.
0: Well, yes, he's your son. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Stacy, greatest band to see live?
1: I think this actually is the last concert I ever went to. And it was when Dustin and I lived in um, Kentucky. And we drove all the way to Cincinnati to see this band. And it was outside. And there was definitely a layer of mm. snow, substance, um, and
3: Cypress Hill. Yep. Heroin.
1: <laughs> it was Tom Petty. He oh. bought Tom Petty tickets for like our anniversary oh. thing. I don't know. And surprised me. And we went, and it was like the chillest concert I've ever been to. And we just had like, we're just outside on the grass. And it was so fantastic and just very chill he played all the songs and it was like it was a really long concert too and i don't even think i don't think there was a band before i think it was just tom petty hanging out
0: sean and i have seen petty theft
3: that's true i've mm-hmm. seen them twice
0: that's, that's the that's the closest i've come to seeing tom petty yeah been.
2: yeah and the closest you'll ever come and the closest yeah, i'll nice. ever come
0: yeah
2: <laughs> closest yeah until like many years from now when holograms happen
1: next year actually
2: that's a thing right now yeah i think that is they did that with michael jackson somebody years after he died
1: yeah yeah no it was just a good show There wasn't but there wasn't any like i don't know there wasn't any fanciness it was just tom petty.
2: so with all the tom petty love is stacy the only one who's seen tom petty live in this group
0: i think so good job stacy oh wow. wow i've got you, that you win the tom petty
2: Award. It's award. You yeah. are
3: you
0: are the American <laughs> girl.
2: You are the great heartbreaker.
1: Can I have that on a shirt.
0: You you, you can make whatever shirt you want.
2: Right. <laughs> you own a cricket. I don't remember that Tom Petty song. You can make whatever shirt you like. He did have that beautiful
3: hit, You Own a Cricket, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one was about me too. <laughs>
2: What did you do at that concert, (laughs) Stacey? We
1: don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. All
0: right, Trey.
2: Greatest band to see live. So I don't go to a lot of live concerts. To me, um, I don't much just honestly enjoy them. I I would rather experience it alone, listening to a new album, new music, uh, than having this big, massive experience. However, there is... uh, I've, I have, however, been to several, and there's one that just from a pure entertainment standpoint um, that I was, I respect her, and I think she's a phenomenal vocalist, but to see her live was a, like another level of entertainment. Uh, I saw that the at the AAC in Dallas uh, peak. It was...
0: Did not see that coming.
2: It was a spectacular show i mean she was doing things that she was doing things on stage and literally in the air while belting and singing as as like boisterously and fantastically as she can because she has an incredible voice mm-hmm. great belter and she was doing it all while like somersaulting and doing all this stuff and i was just blown away at the the sheer athleticism <laughs> of what she was doing while also singing. It really was a spectacle. And it was it was just incredibly entertaining. It was remarkable. Pete, greatest ever entertaining live show I've ever seen.
1: Doesn't she use those, like, silk things? Those silk swing things?
2: Maybe. Uh, Steel drums. I was... <laughs> Uh, uh, i'm not gonna say like i i could see her going moving through the air but also she was about this big because Uh, i was poor so (laughs) we were sitting on like genuinely like the seventh (laughs) to last row she
0: looked she looked more purple (laughs) (laughs) thank you sean
2: Dad, uh, in, no, incredible! There was a dad show. joke, and
0: then followed by much. a d- followed by a dad laugh. <laughs> too much. I, I laughed too
2: much at that. Uh, an incredibly entertaining show. She was, and and a great great singer. She really is.
3: Her name is Alicia Moore, which is the same name as Crystal's
2: sister. Yeah. No, it's I think Sherry.
0: it's Pink. So, your yeah, name so is Pink. Crystal's sister is Pink. Original name is
1: married to Carrie Hart.
0: What? she's she's peak i
3: don't know who carrie hart is
1: oh he's a motorcycle guy i used to watch a lot of e channel before i had children he's a motorcycle wait <laughs> x games guy like
0: e network a- like entertainment network e yeah. what yeah. what does motorcycles have to do with that
1: because they know who's married to who but also like okay okay all right <laughs> I was also really like the motocross like <laughs> Okay. What
2: if that was the whole network though? E network's just like who's married to who, and they're like, yeah, Sean Eddins getting married to Crystal today. <laughs> then a little bit later, I yeah, know all that. Ginny, Ginny and you. Michael got married. All right, okay, E. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Talk soup. You
2: yeah.
1: All- yeah.
0: Yeah. Have- all soup. all
1: right. Uh, what's
2: your greatest band you've
0: seen live uh josh ritter um trey mentioned earlier the 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 pure joy uh, that he has performing for people is infectious in a in a room no matter how big that room is um and i and i truly i truly think that he loves it more than anything in the world. And I think a lot of musicians say that, and I don't think they mean it. Um, And I really think that he he does, like just loves it more than anything in the world. And also he puts, you can tell that he and his band uh, put so much thought uh, into their performance. um, I think every night uh, to just, create an experience for people. And I, and and I think, I think it's his live show that really is the thing that makes you succumb to his energy in terms of like becoming a Josh Ritter diehard. Uh, you can love his music. You can love his lyrics, but I think when you see him live, there's just something about like, okay, no, like this is, I have to. I have to. I have to come to this. Like, at well, at least for me, I was like, I have to see him every single time I possibly can. And I think yeah. I've seen him seven times now, either six or seven. But, um, and it and he never gets old. Uh, it never gets old. Uh, he is he tr- he's just is the best live live performance I could possibly even. Recommend to anybody, and it's and it's not big. Like it's not a, it's not U2, it's not Pink. You know, it's not it's not like he's not playing to a stadium. It's it's Mm -hmm. it's very small usually. Like usually when he comes into town, he plays at the Granada, um, which is a pretty small venue. Um, But that's a part of I think what makes it special, and it's also a part of why I kind of like that he's underappreciated, and I hope. (laughs) There's a there's a selfish part of me that hopes he stays <laughs> underappreciated so that he doesn't sell out big arenas because I feel like that might vanish or at least you know go down a little bit. Uh, but it truly, and I've said this before many times, but it is it is church. Like whenever I see him live, I'm like, this is a. I know that he doesn't mean it to be this way, but it is a it is a worshipful experience. Stacy, you have not seen Josh Ritter. You're the only one of us who hasn't because you're because you have the Tom Petty Award.
2: Right. Yeah. And you hate Josh Ritter. so I don't. I
1: you,
0: like think, you think he's a Christian, a CCM artist.
2: You can only listen to Josh Ritter while doing yoga.
1: I mean, I really like that. <laughs> Speaking of that.
2: Uh, I, I, I always liked Josh Ritter, but I never really bought into him necessarily. I, I listened to his music. and thought it was really good. The first time i saw him live was with y'all um and the only reason i saw him live was because eric scar offered me tickets uh to to go to that concert um and i remember after the concert like in the week after telling sean that infectious joy and like watching him perform on stage made me as a musician want to be better it, it made me want to be more relatable and and relate my joy more from the stage of how much I love music. Just seeing him, it, it was infectious. And then there was also like skeptical side of me is like, because I remember at that specific concert, he said, this is the first stop. This is this is the beginning of our tour. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, he's just not tired or jaded yet. And so he, uh, after our, shortly after I moved to Mobile, he came here to Mobile and did, um, sort of what you were talking about earlier michael the renaissance man type thing he did a a musical set uh q a and reading of his newest book and it was that exact same thing you know he he had come off of tour to do this side thing real quick just him and his bassist, the guy that with the exceptional mustache Uh,
0: Zachariah.
2: yes uh and it was the exact same thing even amidst touring taking a break from that to do a quick side trip to do this q a lecture type thing it was this exuding of joy uh he's he is a a special person outside of even being a musician i think he's a, a special person
0: the last time uh jenny and i saw him we drove down to austin uh to see him and it was and about halfway through uh you could tell his voice was starting to go And then, and so he, he referenced it and was just like, you know, my, my voice is starting to go, I don't know what's going on. And so you could tell number one, he kind of, he switched uh, the, the set list around to uh, be able to sing better, but uh, certain songs, Uh, but also like, it was really, he, it, it was almost sad because you could tell how bummed he was. Uh, and like right after that show, he canceled like the next, I don't almost almost month I think, and then I want to say COVID hit. I could be wrong, but I want to say COVID hit around that time. Uh, so, but he he canceled his his shows uh, after that show, and that's how sick he was. Uh, but you could tell like just how completely bummed out he was, and and he kept like apologizing, which. What what like what rock star? Not that he's a rock star, but like what like musician gets up on stage with a bunch of adoring fans and like keeps apologizing. But he just felt so bad, like you could tell that he was just like I'm I'm really sorry. Like he just seems like a very genuine dude. Um, and honestly, it was cool to see him kind of switch up things and do some songs which he probably wouldn't have done in the first place. But uh, so yeah, even when he's like not on. Uh, his best night um he's still you can tell he just wants to give it his all
3: sean my, uh yeah my yeah my favorite band to see live um yeah michael and i were supposed to see him uh and jeremy uh we we're supposed to go see him uh at, at a united methodist church in dallas that is so doing cool i know to see him a in a church of churches and like what church theaters
2: um was it Oakland? It was.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't it was remember. In, it was in correlation to, to the Kessler. Like they did a, yeah, they were the partner kind of venue. So I don't know. It was over in that area, but um, I don't remember. Anyway, but they canceled it um, completely. Actually, I don't even think they rescheduled it. But uh, yeah, so we That was that was. This is well.
2: around COVID time. It
3: was right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to. They were. It was like May. Of um, mm-hmm. last year, they were supposed to play, and he canceled it uh, pretty early on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everything you all said. I mean, um, was at a church conference once, and uh, and we, the conversation we were supposed to, kind of like have a conversation with the people around us about where we have experienced worship outside of the church. And and I said honestly, the experience of of singing a song that we all just know, um, without, you know, rehearsing, um, but, but somehow everyone's able to sing in in this almost perfect harmony. Um, this song that we all just know by heart um, at a Josh Ritter concert was like, I mean, like Michael was saying, just an act of worship in and of itself. Um, just the creativity and and the joy of uh, um, of the connection, of union, of 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 uh, of community um, existing in this space, and not knowing a single other person outside of my group, um, but somehow we're all connected to this song that that has resonated with us in a um, in a in a primal way. Um, that yeah that that experience I have not been able to replicate that in any other concert I've ever attended um and that's uh, that's moving to me even now to think about
0: yeah and his and his concerts are very they're much they're they're very like that in terms of like each song almost there's a there's some kind of sing-along going on yeah. um and he encourages that uh yeah. he's huge in Ireland um, and he, he, he brings a lot of that like pub uh, yeah. uh, song sing-along kind of thing into his yeah and when so Kessel, now
3: there, there were concerts there were posters <laughs> for him in ireland like all over the place it was nuts I was yeah, like, they, they I love
0: knew.
2: him he was his, big there he before he was nuts. big here yes yes yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: it was uh kessler park united methodist there you go kessler park
2: I was just going to say, I, I think it speaks to the volume of how incredible he is live that that's our first repeat of this entire thing. We haven't repeated a single artist in any category until this. Yeah. And then both of you have said that. And I think that just speaks volumes to what an incredible live performer he is.
0: Yeah. All right, Stacey. Band that you love. And this is our last one. Band that you love.
1: Is it bad that I didn't even remember what I wrote?
0: Yes. You didn't write it down. <laughs> I don't think
3: that
2: means you love them. <laughs> I, don't
1: know, maybe.
2: I don't know, Nelly. Whatever.
1: <laughs> you said I couldn't repeat things, um,
2: but if I could, Nelly.
1: Yeah, I really do love Nelly. This is so hard because it just depends on what kind of mood I am in. So many ways, um, but I wrote Sublime. All
2: right.
1: Me. I'm 17 again.
2: I Like Sublime. That's yeah. good.
1: It's just like feels good and makes me feel young.
0: Yeah, Sublime is very feel-good music. Absolutely.
1: Reminds me of home. Just that southern. Little
2: sublime, Little Third Eye Blind.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. A little Creed. No. no. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. Too far. <laughs> but no, if y'all don't like that, I don't either.
1: Sure. Oh. On your playlist, Trey, but not on the. Yeah,
2: little Lincoln Park.
0: Sublime was one of the, it, it, one. so What I Got, which was a very popular Sublime song and like a really just badass song. That's a great song. Um, that's one of those songs that like, for whatever reason, I heard and listened to the reprise, the reprise version. Hmm? And everybody else listened to the original did you version. did say it that way? <laughs> did I say it the weird? Repri- what, reprise, how do you, reprise. I don't know if I've ever said that word before
2: just reprised
0: reprise No
2: reprise <laughs> am i, I like saying what you're saying reprise? Reprised. Reprise? Or reprise? Yeah,
0: just reprise
2: reprise 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 do you
0: know how like you have those words that you've seen all your life but then you suddenly realize when you first say it that you've never actually said that word
3: that's so what's interesting to me. reprise is one of those curious. for me
2: actually it's reprise and reprise right So reprise reprise. typically as a noun. So like you like this is Uh, agony reprise. Okay. But I reprise this song. Right. That's confusing.
0: Anyway, so it's reprise. Either way, I had the way you said
2: rep reprised, just like that.
0: So it's reprise.
3: If it's a noun, yes. That's fine, yeah.
0: Okay. So basically I was I listened to the I was I was the one listening to an alternate version of the song that everybody else was Good. And so uh that would come out in really awkward moments with people. Is it
1: because <laughs> of Tony Hawk? That game? I don't know.
3: So they're hearing the they're hearing the radio edit, I'm guessing. And you were hearing the original?
0: Oh, I don't know. No, no, no. Like so on that album that that's on, there's they they read <laughs> Are you trying to get me to say the word again? <laughs> oh, <go ahead. laughs> they they do the song again at the end of the of the album.
3: What's another word for that? Though?
0: I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not familiar with that any term. Mm. Um, and it was the song you at the end.
2: The song at the end of the album. Yes,
0: and the song at the end of the album was the one that I had like on Napster. Right.
2: Oh, and um, Napster. Yeah,
0: and like everybody else Ooh. knew the original one that was like actually being played on the radio. They got it from limeware <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Well, right. I know so about- they get
2: Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake founded Napster. Right. 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 Yes. Saw that movie. He called it the Napster, but the told them. <laughs>
0: nah, man, no the.
1: A lot of people knew that song from I think it was Tony Hawk or like one of the. Board video games, maybe, and it was like one. I can see that.
2: Quick side note: Did any of y'all follow Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk on Twitter? No, you should. He's incredibly funny. Okay, And yeah, most of the time he's tweeting about how people tell him that he looks like that guy Tony Hawk.
3: <laughs> I'm just gonna trust you that he's funny, though.
2: I'm it's well, it's really funny. I'm it's, probably check it, it, it out for myself, but
1: I texted y'all about this, but this is whatever, not- Sean. One of those things where you don't listen to me. But the the Eve six guys. Yes, everybody follows yeah. Eve Six. We know. Well you've never answered Stacey.
3: me
2: about this. Here's
0: here's sorry, here's another Stacy thing. I don't mean this to be a, a beat up thing on Stacy. I'm That's sorry, I love you, Stacey. You know I love you very much. And you know that like uh, I wouldn't say this if I didn't love you. Um, but one, but what another thing that you will do You're feeding is into her own
3: insecurity. Something.
0: Something will become really popular, and then six months later, Stacy is letting us know about it.
1: <laughs> but I never you guys, know. No, you, you guys never tell me. No one ever tells me. You guys totally sorry,
3: need I'm to watch sorry. The
0: Mandalorian. I'm sorry,
3: <laughs> y'all watch The Mandalorian. It's this new show I found, and it's but awesome. yes, have you, you seen The Mandalorian?
0: Eve six, Eve six, 6 is that. a funny follow on Twitter, though. Yes, but
3: yes. It the is.
1: Umbrella Academy. Y'all did not watch that.
3: No, you're right. I've not. I thought, it. I true. watched it. I watched it a, a good chunk of time after you told us to and like, I regretted not jumping in when you told me to because that's I mean, a good show. That's
0: I'm not, fun. I'm not, not watching show. it in protest. I just haven't gotten around yeah. to it. Yeah,
1: don't it's trust just, him.
3: it's just still he on. He my was list. watching it in protest. He told me he wasn't going to watch it in protest.
1: Michael, <laughs> you do do that.
3: <laughs> I don't. You do. So he true. said, you do.
1: About he what? He said,
3: this is in protest of Nellie.
0: This is ridiculous. <laughs> what have I not watched in protest,
1: Stacey? Like, now, all the time that you would love and you're like, I'm not doing that.
2: What? Like what? Give me an example.
1: Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. <laughs>
2: this is one of the things where people in church do like yeah this person told me and you're like what person they're like um, <laughs> yeah, it was me i don't know who to think of real quick to not express that it's actually my opinion right yeah <laughs> no, he i heard right.
3: three people no. three people <laughs> said they didn't like your shoes
0: that's so three what pe- three
3: people what three people uh, i'm not gonna well. tell you that's
0: confidential <laughs> that's rude i don't want to gossip <laughs> I'm still waiting, stacy
1: I'm trying to think of his name, but he writes Young Adults.
0: Oh, um, no, I'm not going to read that.
1: No, but I'm she, not going
0: to. In protest, <laughs> I'm not going to read that.
1: He writes them in poems. What? He writes, it's like a poem, and it's like, it is so good. And I want you to listen to the audiobook. I don't actually want you to read it.
0: I have um, no idea what you're talking about. Robert I, Frost.
1: I told you like 50 Shel times Silverstein. <laughs> no. It's a, um,
2: he was a socialist gold doll
1: i follow him on twitter (laughs) um he writes he wrote about like gang violence dr seuss
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember this at all
1: it's so he's so good it's so good and i'll send it to you again you'll ignore me and then three years you'll be like oh my god have you listened to this
0: it's for young adults
1: um that's who he primarily writes for
0: well i'm not a young adult so he you know doesn't write mean? for me it's really good it's not for me rolled <sighs> doll
1: listen to me the
0: next i've read a lot of roll doll
1: roll 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 the road
0: the doll. drew a roll doll
1: um
0: what are we on who who's who's up
1: not me. Me.
2: Uh, it's Trey. Band that you love. Band you love. No offense to no. Uh, oh. Brian May or Roger Taylor. Oh, no. Uh, but the band that I absolutely love, Queen. 100% Queen. And it's no offense to them, but it is everything to do with Freddie Mercury. Oh. Uh, oh. No. I, I adore Freddie Mercury. Uh, his story, his life are uh, remarkable. Um, Rami Malik is him in uh, what's the movie uh, Bohemian, Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody their number one hit ever uh, it, it, He, the, it's he's incredible uh, Freddie Mercury was a remarkable human being um, and as incredible as a vocalist he was I still think he's underappreciated just the, the absolute raw incredible talent um, I never get tired of listening to him sing He is, uh, he was, I think, ahead of his time Mm -hmm. in terms of the artistry that he had. Uh, Queen, 100%. I absolutely love him. If there is any voice I could ever wish upon myself, it would be Freddie Mercury's voice.
0: I think he's the greatest male vocalist of all time.
2: I I vehemently agree.
0: If you haven't ever done it, try and find some of his isolated vocals yes yeah no i I have it is unbelievable
2: his 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 ability to uh, it's i I just can't imagine an easier mix i i just feel like his engineers and his producers were just so happy to make the money that they made off the minimal work they probably had to do with his his tracks, I mean, he's just—he was a remarkable human being and a remarkable musician. Yeah, and I don't know if in our lifetime we we will ever get to experience a singer of his caliber. I mean, it's just—it's something else. It's—it was very special. I, I and I I just love the music. I, I I the eccentricities of their music. Uh, and and again, no offense to Brian May or Rob Taylor, because they had a lot to do with it as well. So I, I I shouldn't even say that the Queen's music, in and of itself, it's artistic. It's it is fun. It is there is depth to it. There is uh, interest. It's I love Queen.
0: Yeah, they're great. I I always uh, I I don't know where I saw this, but at some point <clears throat> I saw footage. It was a long time ago. I saw footage of him. uh, It was after he had been uh, diagnosed with the AIDS virus. And he was dying and he knew he was dying. Uh, But he was still, they were still doing shows and nobody knew that he was dying. Uh, But there's footage of him uh, looking... Wrong, like I mean, you can you can tell, and it may be hindsight, but you can tell like he is wasting away, and and the footage of him singing "The Show Must Go On" uh mm-hmm. in that period is some of the most affecting footage I've ever seen. It always bothered me that it it's- wasn't in the movie, but that's that's a, that's nitpicking. It's like the why wasn't the thing that I really liked in this movie, but. <laughs>
1: This is a really
2: it it's it was a very good movie, and it's sort of akin I guess to Josh Ritter like it on a larger scale, like you know you said you selfishly don't want Josh Ritter to get bigger, but you can you can watch videos of Freddie Mercury from the seventies and eighties performing and see that he lived to mm-hmm. be on that stage. There was yep. no greater joy, there was nothing else he wanted to do than to be on that stage in front of as many people as possible yeah um and he was just a remarkable talent. I think uh, a once in a generation type thing.
0: And they don't, and I don't, I don't think they get enough credit for how much they pushed uh, things. Like, I mean, I I think they are yeah. all they, they are very Beatles like in the sen- in the sense of of just the things that they pushed for. Um and and that seems bizarre. Rhapsody, right? Yeah.
2: It was I mean, incredibly unpopular when it first came out.
0: Yeah.
2: And now it has it's just transcended yeah. culture and become this this phenom. Yeah. I remember I mean, we were all stupid in high school, just raging to it at every single high school prom and, and homecoming dance. It was like it would come on and we were just like, Hell yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, and we didn't even fully understand or appreciate what it was. We would just start screaming about galileo and wayne's world it's 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 a special thing yeah queen is i love them
0: uh a band that i love um radiohead um i i feel like radiohead is one of like is is one of those bands that is incredibly uh well thought of um but no one really talks about anymore at least from from my perspective but uh i i love radiohead still um and even their even the new stuff that they release which they're very sparse about the new stuff that they release but when they do release it i still think it's tremendously good and it's not everybody's cup of tea um and i get that but i love um they they were the first they were the first band that um I ever saw like saw in real time go from uh, being thought of as like the next best thing in music um, after um, uh, Pablo honey uh, and then releasing okay computer and throwing everybody for a loop uh, and basically being like, we don't, we don't want to be your next best thing. Like we want to just, we want to grow our sound and we want to be something different. Uh, and then doing it even more, uh, with their following albums, making it even weirder than okay. Computer was, uh, but Radiohead is one of those bands. That's like, uh, their music is something to tap into as opposed to listen to, if that makes any sense. Um, but, it, but it's just, a, it's an experience and it's a mood.
2: That's a throwback. I don't, I, I love and appreciate Radiohead. I don't remember the last time I actually spent time listening to them. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like I need to revisit it now.
0: Like everybody, I think, I, I don't think, like so many people think great things about Radiohead and like mm-hmm. acknowledge how good they are. But I don't think many people, I just, they're just not on the public, in the public consciousness as much as, as I think they still should be. Um, and I don't know why. But
2: uh, well, I think it's like you said, it's, it's easy for it to fall off your radar if they're not releasing stuff. You yeah. Know, there's, and we they, live in an age where things are being released at a, released at a faster pace than ever.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, they don't, they don't cater very well to capitalism. <laughs> Like, I mean, they, in Rainbows, when they released in Rainbows, that was the first time I had ever seen anyone do anything like that, where they were just like, uh, yeah, come on our website and you can pay whatever you want for it and you can have it. Uh, and I, and, and I thought that was the, I thought that was the most badass thing I would, I had ever seen, not just cause I was poor at the time. and didn't have a lot of money, but also just, just because they were just like, we don't like we have so much money already, like we don't need more, and we don't and we don't need a we don't need a record company to tell us like what to do and how to do it. we don't need any of that we're We're gonna release our stuff just on its own, and i I believe they still do that a lot of times um but yeah, I really like radiohead
3: Have you ever listened to the uh what is it o one one zero or whatever the oh shoot what is it it's oh uh okay computer and in okay rainbows. cupid
0: oh yeah 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 it's where very you,
3: cool you where you um alternate the songs mm-hmm. it's trippy yeah. dude that's cool and i can i can see it like i I could hear it i I could hear it. yeah there's a so there's a um a theory i guess that that uh that if you put their first album in their 10th, is that their, or what's, or In Rainbows, what number is that? Uh, whatever it is.
0: I don't remember what In Rainbows is. Okay, yeah. Computer is their second.
3: Okay. Okay, Computer and In Rainbows, and you-
0: Oh, wait, that's not even true. Sorry. So, no, I'm sorry. The bins is their second. Uh, okay, Computer is their third.
3: Okay, but if you alternate the songs from those two albums, um, just back to back, then it makes a- and you, you have to set your crossfade at a certain yeah. number as well. It creates a seamless album. Mm-hmm. But like they don't, uh, I mean, there's no, they, they didn't say this. There's no evidence except just to listen to it. Right. And people have done this on Spotify. You can go find Spotify playlists and set your crossfade at, you know, two seconds or whatever it is and, and actually experience it. But, but it's very trippy. Um, and I mean, and the thing is that I wouldn't hold it past them. I would, I would not. Yeah. I mean, this seems totally calculated, but my, my first experience with them was okay. Computer. I bought okay. Computer when I was in high school and I'm not kidding. It's, it kind of scared me <laughs> and it's because, and it's because going back to MTV, man, it's because I saw, um, the music video for paranoid android (laughs) and and i was like oh this is awesome and so i bought the album and i was like this is different and weird (laughs) i don't like the way this makes me feel inside i was you know 16 years old and um i mean but i love it now
0: yeah all right sean band that you love
3: band that i love the decemberists
0: great it's a weird one
3: i know that's a no, strange choice. A but
0: That's not a strange choice. That's a great choice.
3: I am fairly new to the Decemberists, just in the last few years. Um, but they're, this, I mean, they're kind of built on storytelling. Um, they have an amazing album. I think i got it here Hazards of Love. Yeah. Which is
0: unbelievable. Stacey, you would love Hazards of Love if you, you have not listened to it because it's a narrative album. It is. It
3: is a narrative album, love it's that. an entire mm.
1: story. I will check and it
3: out. Um,
0: yeah, but I, I love I love the
3: Decemberists. They're very honest about their political stance, which is a thumbs up as well. Um, so bonus there. Uh, but they um, Colin Malloy, I love his voice. I mean, it's so unique and so strange, um, and I adore it. Um, not because it's beautiful uh, or, or or perfect. But it's, but it's unique, and um, uh, I think we, Crystal and I saw them in concert um, a couple of years ago for the first time, and, uh, and it was so fun. It was just fun, you know? I mean, there are concerts where, yeah, where it's, where it's intense, and it's moving, and it's like this multi-sensory experience, but this one was just fun. I mean, they're just weird and strange, and they do these, these things that are specific to their live shows, and um, they, they change their set list like every night. Mm-hmm. So I mean, every show mm-hmm. they do on a tour is different. They may start and end with the same song, but everything in the middle completely different.
0: That's cool. Um, it's crazy.
3: I was looking at the set list because they, when they're on tour, they post the set lists from every show, you know, anytime they have a show, they'll post a set list from that show that after the show is over. And I was looking at the few nights before we went and I was kind of trying to figure out what to expect. And it was different. It was completely different from a couple nights before. They have a couple of things that they do um, every, every time. They have a song called the, the Mariners revenge song, which is about somebody getting (laughs) swallowed by a whale. And, uh, and he's in there with the man that, basically drove his mother to, to death. Um, And, and how he like reacts to that. It's, it's, the storytelling is unbelievable, but the whole thing live, they have a a giant inflatable whale that floats around the entire audience. And uh, it's (laughs) it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, But they're, they're really funny. Colin Malloy is hysterical um, they have a song that was supposed to be in Hamilton about Benjamin Franklin, which is hysterical. And um, uh, but they yeah anyway that's my that's my band that I love the Decembers. Uh
0: They're one of those bands that when I first heard them uh, I, it was it was some it was a song from the Crane Wife and it was something that I overheard. And I, it was just one of those things that made me go, what is this? Uh, this is like, this is different and weird, but, and it sounds old, but I really like it. And yeah, that's their, that's kind of their bit uh, is that kind of an oral telling, you know, kind of, the way that like stories, uh, you know, are passed down through like oral traditions. It seems like the songs that they sing were not written by them, but were passed down uh, through generations, which they weren't. They were just written by them. But they sound like these these uh, old songs that have some sort of cultural influence uh, from somewhere. Um, it, it, yeah, they're on they're, they write music and perform music that is unlike anything else. 100%.
2: I don't know if I've ever give them, given them adequate time. Like I hear stuff in passing, but I don't know if I've ever just like sat down and ever listened to them. But I can now add them to the list.
3: Yes, and they have a prominent place in an episode of The Office. Yes. Um, and their music video what, for uh, what episode? They sang. Well, it was that episode. It was, like, it was supposed to be a pilot for the new... It was it, oh,
2: it was the Dwight yeah. episode? I know exactly. Yeah. Sons, and sang and do- Sons and Daughters. They oh, sang Sons and Daughters. Oh, that was... Decembers were a part of that?
3: Well, they weren't in it. They sang, that- they sang one of their songs.
2: But yep. anyway.
3: And then uh, the music video for a song called Make You Better uh, stars Nick Offerman um, on, a, on a, fi- a fictional German television show. Um, which is amazing so I how have
0: i not seen that
3: i would definitely look up on youtube um make you better um that's YouTube a great video. song it's in it to really us fine. it is a fantastic song I
0: all right well that's us um so we we set up an email if anybody who is still hanging in there with us wants to yell at us or tell us how wrong we are or tell us how rush truly is the uh, pride of canada um or just give us your answers we would love to hear your answers as well these things uh or suggest some topics for us to do that we that you might like to see us do Uh, You can email us at uh, Keller Bear. Oh, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting bombarded with emails or with text messages.
2: Everyone's Uh, like reaching out already. They're so excited.
0: You can can email us at Keller Bear has a podcast at gmail.com. All right. See you guys next month.
3: So from all of us here. Much love hold on i gotta change venues oh okay yep give me give me just a few minutes i'm sorry it's gonna be just a second you're fine
1: so i guess this is my podcast now where you talk about um indigenous screaming cats and chips